0: Welcome to Candyman, a podcast that is not about the movie Candyman, where star Tony Todd had to stick a dental dam in his mouth so the bees couldn't fly down his throat when he and Virginia Madison had their infamous bee kiss. We're not going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about Sweet Tooth on
1: Netflix. I'm Alex. I mean, it's a good idea to have a bee dental dam in anytime you go outside of the home, because uh, bee kisses happen. I'm Justin.
0: I'm Pete. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about Sweet Tooth season two, episode six. How it started, how it's going, and later on in the podcast, we're going to be trying Nestle Crunch, which Pete has already referred to be as an old man's candy bar. Uh, so this should it be a is. fun one.
1: This is like a candy bar that they were like back oh. in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. They were like, <laughs> "Let's do a movie about this."
0: I'm starving. It's like let's to the show shot. already. Starving. Again, this is not going to solve your hunger problem.
2: I don't know a, what you think food You're is. starving? That's What <laughs> yeah, are you talking about? that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying for a candy bar that I was promised hours ago. You know uh, what I'm starving like for? Patience. Wow. Patience, oh. Pete. Well, not well. let's so get we into. it starts off with the voiceover. Oh, hold on, the guy... hold
0: on, hold on. Yes, of course, it starts off with a voiceover. <laughs> well, when you're watching a TV show. Sometimes a TV show
1: watches you back. <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, that'd be a breath of fresh air with yeah. the narration.
0: In any case, forgetting about the narration for a moment, brought over for you here. We're finally really getting to it as the error buds take their attack on the Essex County Zoo directly Airlords. to the I'll keep calling them bear Buds. I'm fine with that. Anyway, uh, Amy and the Airbuds are attacking them. Amy is on the ground. She's trying to get the animal kids out. Meanwhile, Gus and Jep are finally together. They team up, and Gus really stands up here and says, no, listen, we're not leaving without the rest of these animal kids. And ultimately, we end in a place where they do escape. Amy gives Jep the old nod, so they're good yeah, now. Yeah, we're
1: friends. Oh, they're good.
0: And then we get a big, like, punch-in-the-gut cliffhanger where Amy's pinky starts... To- ah, popping. Man,
2: just when you Pinkie think Everything's okay! Uh, stop it. Every time, we'll definitely talk about that. Like, uh, that's what's so creepy about the show. You think everything's okay, and all of a sudden I'm like, don't zoom in on her pinky! Camera, stop it! Stop it! Don't you zoom <laughs> in on her pinky! And then it did. And I was like, no! Sometimes you're begging the camera not to zoom in, and then
1: it zooms into your heart. You, <laughs> good. That's really good you. Pete do you think the cam- Maybe the pinky was just nervous That the camera was zooming in And was just shaking nervously like, Yeah because it was like Oh
2: my god here's my big close up My big shot
1: Because yeah. a lot of different fingers Have different skill sets And the pinky is obviously The theater major yeah, of the hand
0: uh, Justin you you work in production uh, yeah. What's
1: the casting process
0: like As a line, line producer for, As a line producer When you're it's looking not- for the pinky When you're trying to well, find The perfect
1: pinky yeah. Yeah. Here's you're the you're thing looking- I Prevailing logic says go with the fingers that are on the actor's hands. But, uh, I like to really cast for the, on merit, like which pinky, mm-hmm. which finger has done the work? Which finger had the best audition? So sometimes you got a thumb playing a pinky, uh, and then you what? got four, then you got five index fingers, uh, filling out the rest of the hint. Cause that's wow. what acting is. It's taking on a role. It's bringing yeah, us that's a vibe. That's
0: called non, D di- tridigit di- good digit- di- tra- good digit-
1: di-
2: passing. Okay, well I'll get di- there sometime.
1: Wow. Tradigit uh, sh- <laughs> I, I don't know what just
2: happened, but turn reboot yourself.
0: Yeah. Why don't we <laughs> reboot myself right back into the recap? Because another huge thing that is going down here is Singh and Ronnie are very much a focus of this uh. episode. We talked about how Ronnie was put under house arrest last episode. This episode, once again, she says, Gargoyle, straight up. Let's get out of here. We got to flee. Johnny is now on their side. Johnny frees them. Uh, But Singh can't let go. He's got to go back for his research. He thinks he's finally cracked it this time. Of course, it's too late because Amy already burned his lab during all of the chaos. And he is left without his lab, without his research. And Ronnie, seemingly very well, happily, goes life. on the road and meets a, a fleet of horses. That's not what that's called. but Fleet? A fleet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's,
1: a, it's a fleet of horses, like ships and horses. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, anyway, so that's what's going <laughs> on. Armada. And it's an armada. You we went a to Cornell.
2: Right. And you said a fleet of horses. That's I
1: awesome. Vlock? I'm sorry, guys. I'm
0: very hungry. We need to get to this candy.
1: Thank bar. you. Let's go. <laughs> Again, that's not going to satiate your brain hunger.
0: And we're very murder. worried about it's Bear murder, and what forces. was going to happen with Targer. Yeah. Tiger, her former, former rival in the animal army, uh, was captured by Blondie in the last
2: episode. This oh, episode so is out. Dude, that phone on it, Blondie it, was just, oh, oh my God. His name is Surfs Up Blondie. First off, Mm -hmm. and I think break Blondie is what and I think.
1: I think this is a quote when he felt betrayed. I believe this is from the episode. I wanted to hang 10 with you, but this is a total wipeout. (laughs) I thought I was a hardcore tube ripper. But I'm a total Barney. Wow! I believe that was his line. I don't <laughs> think
0: so. I like how you looked at your notes, but
1: you—I yeah. wrote that <laughs> down. I mean, I made that
2: up and wrote it down. <laughs> I made that up and wrote it down.
0: In any case, the big thing that comes out of this, though, is that Bear and Tiger agree to work together again. They're, cool. they're they all nod on the at same each
2: other. They're cool. They just get yeah, each everybody's getting the nod like this good. episode. Yeah. I guess
0: yeah. that's the point of the title. We've been talking a lot about the titles of these episodes. This one, I was surprised to get a Meeb. Title here yeah, With how it started How it's going man. But yeah. There you go We found out how it started And now we see how it's going So there you go
1: Well and, and that could reference The relationship um, The Singh sing uh, ronnie relationship Or it could be Sort of Showing this is The pivot point For the season Up I- next Is sort of what's the, where we're headed. Where we're what finally I want to do
2: is check in with Alex because how are you feeling now? Bobby is just a button they throw on the end of the episode where it's like they left Bobby every, behind. Every episode, Bobby's like. Ah! You know, just like oh, it's Bobby. You know, like wh- I'm feeling pretty it-
0: good about it. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm a stupid idiot <laughs> watching yeah. this show where Ruf. So uh, Rufus is the Mullah guy who fought with Jeff a couple of episodes back. Yep. He is flying his plane. He's like he's been he promised tanks. So he's like, he I'm gonna get tank. this tank. Uh, he dive bombs. Abbott shoots him down out of the air, and he crash lands. And I was like, well, that's it. Rufus is dead. F- fooled me once. And then Rufus shows up And he's totally fine Not How do you get out of that plane? It, How do you think know. he got out of
1: that plane? Probably well, just I like- think
0: the idea was the, the parachute that was on top of Bobby Because then we see a parachute And there's some wrinkling there Rufus looks back and I was like, whoa, what's under there? Which kid is under there? And then it's Bobby. And I was like, it's Bobby. Hooray. Of course you're, it's you're Bobby.
1: Like a, you're like a baby who doesn't understand object permanence. <laughs> yeah, you're and like, you get peekabooed. Yeah. yeah. You're like, whoa, that was awesome. You love, yeah. you love oh, Bobby. Yeah, I love Bobby so
0: much. And I it's, love, uh, I didn't like Rufus. But now I'm all on board the Rufus-Bobby oh, train. Yeah. Team Supreme. That team's going to be awesome. Those two rolling around in a tank together? Come on. That's be a the thing time. that I got so excited about, because that's 100% where we're heading, is Bobby with, like, a little helmet on. Of <laughs> course. <laughs> <riding around laughs> the tank. We're going to get that shot, and I'm going to lose it
1: it's gonna be it's gonna be just like that old tattoo
2: you've never gotten a tattoo before but you're gonna get that right on your arm right now oh my god maybe
1: i am (laughs) that's the the real that's the one of the realest things i've ever heard you say it's gonna be like that old uh, dukakis campaign ad where bobby's in the in the tank if you
2: (laughs) if you get these uh bobby's shawshank bum i'll get that i'll pay for that to get tattooed on your back that would be unbelievable on my back not on my
0: shoulder not like a little
2: i can't get like a little bobby in a full
0: full shawshank the full
1: shawshank so
0: every time i go swimming which is never
1: (laughs) people will see that yep I uh-huh. think you answered your own question. <laughs> right. Uh I think what we have here is Rufus and Bobby are really the Man- Mandalorian show that we need. Yeah, exactly. That's the Mando and um, Grogu that uh for this generation. One hundred percent into it. I love it. That's great.
0: I, I'm very excited to see it. Thank you for bringing it up, Pete. I appreciate it. Yeah. Why don't we talk about the Roddy and Sing of it all? Because that's no. a big emotional storyline over the course of the semester flashback
2: to the flashback was so uh, moving and then they gave us hope like you know what they're gonna make it work and then uh no well, he, chose I mean, the, he chose the job over. Her. I can't well, believe it. The, the interesting thing about this I is, mean, we realistically, got... all he had to do is be like, "Oh, okay. Well, she probably die soon anyway, and I can go back and get my work." Like, what? Uh, what are you really doing? What? Well,
1: <laughs> that's that's a crazy wish for this character that you like to be like. Oh, I wish he was a full-on sociopath.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. So we get the scene at the beginning, which is very sweet, where they go to Mm. a weird B&B. Like, they have these two characters at the B&B who I was like, are we going to see them again? There's clearly a lot going on with these two characters. Maybe they showed up at some point previously in the series, and I'm just not
1: remembering them. Because I I don't know. I thought it was hard to say, but they definitely are a little weird. Um, And they feel like they start a scene and then never – uh, we never got the, what the point of it was. I mean, this whole thing, because I, I I would say the same thing about the the scene with Singh and Ronnie in the room, the Ganesh, very cool, uh, reverential oh, yeah, moment. Nice. Yeah. And then the bat in the room thing. And I was like, I was trying to connect that with what they're going through now. And I sort of struggled. Like, I don't know what, because it's not like he was like obsessed with the bat and sacrificed their time together at the inn. It's...
2: No, it's just it, a cute well, slice of life moment for them. That's all it is. It's just well, this thing. I, I, I would venture just to throw it out there and maybe I'm giving it too
0: much credit, but I, I don't think I am. Uh, so seeing it catches, there's this bat in this room, Ronnie's freaking out, seeing mm-hmm. takes the bat and brings it outside. Later on in the episode, Ronnie comes upon, or, or actually Amy comes upon his lab, though Ronnie sort of has a sense of this anyway, and Singh has ripped apart every chicken in the lab, its entrails everywhere in order to figure it out. All right, take it easy. Well, he has, though. And I think the idea here is exactly what this divide between Ronnie and Singh is, is he used to be gentle. He used to care about things. He cared about her. He cared about animals. He made sure they were safe, took the bat, and he understand it. And now... It, that's gone That sense of empathy That understanding of animals Both through the hybrids And also literal animals With the chickens Is completely gone So I think that's the parallel Potentially that they're drawing. I, I mean, I that, that's I interesting
1: to, Showing I, how much he's changed yeah. yeah but
2: I hate to We don't see what he did With the bat He could have just like Bitten its head off And like mm. Smeared its blood over his face And then kind yeah, of, It didn't have any blood After that But you're right So uh, he also so he he like an become,
1: An Alice Cooper thing? You think he's an no, Ozzy Osbourne? He was like, oh, he, he, we didn't see. He grabbed it in
2: the coat and then he left the room and then came back later with a huge smile on his face. He was like, weirdly happy. We don't know what he did with the bat.
1: Weird conspiracy theory. Have you yeah, guys ever had a bat get in a room that you were in? Uh,
0: No, but Batman did. What? Great point. Yeah,
1: um, I guess I'm setting myself up to tell a story. I had. Uh, <laughs> oh, here we go. I've had bats come in the room and it's not anywhere near that easy to get them out as the way they portrayed it in this television show. Uh, I've had to like swing a broom to knock the bat out of an open door. It's it's dicey.
0: Hmm. Well, huh. uh, I was just looking up. I meant to do this before the podcast, but Ganesh is, according to Wikipedia dot com, the god of new beginnings, wisdom and luck. So that certainly makes a lot of sense for that first scene. Um, Maybe leaving it for him at the end of the episode. That's certainly she's starting a new beginning, which is also her ending. Um, But for him, maybe she's leaving it for him as a hope of, like, please, you got to figure something out. This is your breaking point. You got to move on.
1: Well, and I think you used to sort of mean something. You used to have things in your life that matter to you, and it seems like um, he's so obsessed with this that he's letting all the other things go. So maybe that was a reminder. But for new new beginnings, I think at this point in the show, she's like, "This is a sign to show that I'm out. This yeah. I've started it's- my new beginning."
2: It's just hard because it's like it's not like he's just casually doing something like he's trying to discover a cure and save people's lives. So it is important work. It's not like, oh, man, this guy just he works too much. But he hasn't done it.
0: I I mean, I think I understand Ronnie's perspective. Well, he hasn't. I mean, I understand Ronnie's perspective a bit more because, like she says in the episode, it's been nine years. And all I want for my last month alive is to be with you. That's it. And instead he says, oh, no, no, wait, I'm going to do this one more thing. It's Gus's antler. Gus is the key. I got to track down Gus. And from her perspective, there have been 45, probably hundreds of different Gusses that are like, that's the key. That's the thing that's going to do it over all this time. So she is done. She's out of there. And she's saying to him, you know, you were saying it in a very callous way earlier, Pete. But she's like, give me this month. Like, be be with me, be here with me. And I don't think it's right for Singh to be like, yeah, sure, whatever, buddy, I'll come with you and then watch you die, because that's not what he's going to do. He is scared to watch her die. He doesn't want to let her die. And he is completely obsessed with this cure for personal reasons at this point that have nothing
1: to do with her. It's it's funny you read it that way, because um, I don't read her wanting to leave as sort of like, you're not going to figure this out. You've had too many shots. I think it's more... Why are we doing this? What is valuable about this world to save? It's all warlords that are maniacs. Like, why don't we just go make ourselves happy and let this thing go that doesn't really matter anymore? Uh, So that and like especially with the when there was no victim associated with it before she found out about the hybrid kids. I think she was like, okay, this is a good sort of pastime or this is a good quest. But now that there's so much suffering attached to it, she's like. This is not this is a waste of all of our time. Let's go enjoy ourselves for whatever time we have left. It's like a wider perspective.
0: Absolutely. And I mean I think that's why I just from a logical perspective forgive Amy's actions in terms of burning all the research because I think she's the same way. She's like these kids, these animal kids, those are my future. Those are the people that I want to raise. Those are the people I want to be with. It doesn't really matter about the care because there's so few humanity, so few parts of humanity left get rid of it, move it on, burn it down, go on to the next thing. It's like how she says to Wendy at one point in the episode, I didn't write down the exact line, but essentially that like home is what you make it. Like a home yeah. is yeah. just a bunch of bricks. That's it. It's the people you're with. That ties into the Ronnie and Singh thing as well.
1: Well, and I think in that moment, I, Amy going in there, I love the the comparison between like Singh goes in that room and sees potential and sees how close he is to like solving this great mystery. And she goes in the same room and sees none of that. She sees the inhumanity yeah, on display.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
1: And I love that because they're both right. And the reason that it's the this is bad that they both are making mistakes here is they're both not seeing the other side. They're both too far on in their thinking to be like, I don't need to burn this down because um there's the cure here. And he's he's done he's made horrible moral compromises to get where he got.
0: Well, and also I'll to take this one step further, an overall theme of the show is family, right? And that ties into what Johnny is doing as well, where he's doing the right thing, but he also isn't gonna leave his brother because he
2: loves his brother, even though he's General Abbott. Yeah. He he's loves like, him and wants My him brother needs him. me. Exactly. Like, well, yes, but he needs <laughs> he needs you to like help him get better because right now he's on the top of the roof with a rocket launcher, just like you know, taking shots at planes and stuff. So, well, but, but I think they
1: were remarkably successful at taking down the airbuds. <clears throat> they were, but also the airbuds were like, our plan
0: is to throw a barrel in a fridge, and we're just gonna keep circling around until you shoot us. So,
1: well, and like to drop, they dropped the um the flower power bomb, right? Yeah, and that what did, that just didn't attack, that didn't kill them, that doesn't do anything to them, right?
2: Well, no, they thought it, it was the flowers they, that would, the poisonous flowers that would kill everybody, and then that's why he freaks out when he eats it and realizes it's plastic. Yes. Uh, so okay. You're so not, did you watch the episode? He like yeah. They, he's like, "Get out of here. It's poison. You know, run for your lives. They scatter." And then he's like going back and he picks one up and eats it, and it's like he's like, it's plastic. It was fake, so the flowers right. if I
0: remember correctly are they're a side effect of the sick. They people yeah. don't know exactly what they do, but there was the whole Wizard of Oz falling asleep in the field of poppy things that happened mm-hmm. last season when Jap and Bear and Gus and I don't think. Anybody else was there, but they wandered across and they fell asleep. So I don't know if they're necessarily deadly, but certainly people are scared of them because they are a side effect of the sick. So the air buds take this canister that is filled with gas and also what looks like the flowers, they drop it. It explodes everywhere. Flowers are everywhere. It's very beautiful, a gorgeous sight. But like Pete said, they realize they're just plastic flowers. They're not actual flowers. It's
1: just meant to freak them out. It's not an actual attack. Uh, But I uh, I the purple flowers, I feel like they do a good job on the show of making us feel like them, where they're like, what are these keep showing up? But they haven't told us really anything about them.
0: Yeah, I think they're just I mean, maybe they'll establish it at some point. But like they're a magical part of the world, like at its base, this is a fairy tale. So that's what we're getting there. I I do want to take a step back and ask you guys a question, and this is a little bit into speculation, but by the end of the episode, Gus and the animal kids, and Jep and Amy, as we mentioned, are all on the bus, and Gus is like, we're going to Yellowstone, and I guess Jep and next Amy... Next stop Yellowstone. Next says. stop Yellowstone, which I don't think Jep or Amy knew before this, but both of yeah. them are like, sounds good. Always uh-huh. wanted to visit there. Let's go. Um, based on the theme that we're talking about, this is Gus trying to go home again. So is that him moving backwards, do you feel like, or is it actually forward motion?
1: Uh, I think he's changed so much. And we see in this uh, episode, like, he and Jeff are sort of like – Jeff's like, I know what to do. And he's like, yo, I'm going to pick the lock, all right? Chill out.
2: Yeah. And like, then he's he, like, yo, we, we gotta, we
1: can't leave without the kids. Chill yeah, out. Yeah, he – Gus is sort of in the leadership role here, and Jeff is sort of just trying to keep up with him, I feel like. So big change there. And I think – so to your question, Alex, I think it is going to be something different, but are we going to – we have two episodes left. I mean this is further speculation, but like that's not a ton of time to sort of reestablish in a new place and then have Abbott strike back. Plus we have – the tape from bear and the, and mom. Oh, to yeah, come the in tape. yeah. So, so I feel like there's a lot to happen. Do they, are they actually going to go to Yellowstone and reset there? Or are they going to just be somewhere else and, and be stopped for a bit? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I said this the last episode that it felt
0: like a penultimate episode. A lot of the stuff that went on here, other than the animal army, not actually showing up, felt like a season finale tight episode. Yeah. Here. yeah. So, to have this on-the-road thing or whatever happens, I really have no idea what's going to happen in these last two episodes, which is an exciting place to be, beyond yeah. the fact that the season one finale shook things up in an enormous way and went so much harder than we expected. So, I don't know. I'm excited to see what happens. Um, we didn't really talk about the Bearer storyline too much. I yeah, we did. She- Remember I said
1: I said the quote? About being a tube ripper and a total Barney. I think <laughs> oh, that yeah. covered it. Oh, yeah, we're good to go. Yeah. I think they she gave
2: it. a power nod to her friend and they were cool again. And they were I like, love yo. I that though. That's all I wanted to say yeah. about
0: it is like uh, talking about going in surprising directions. We didn't expect Tiger to show up again. Tiger did show up again. We thought it was going to be revealed and everything go horribly wrong. And it doesn't because Baron Tiger like, Tiger says, I'm sorry. In, yep. in yeah. Yeah it's it's such a smart human move for the show to do that most shows would have some sort of knock down, drag out, fight, amp up the conflict, make it deadlier. And instead having this kindness, put it down, Pete, uh, this kindness that comes <laughs> out through it, I thought
1: was very nice. It was very sweet. was great. And then we got this great scene that sort of reminded us of all the stuff going on, like, she she tells Tiger like I have to get this tape. It's Gus's mom on here. She she needs to has a message for Gus. I was like, oh right, let's good good reminder. That means we're probably gonna get that later. And then she was like, I just wish I could connect with my sister Wendy. I was like, yes, right. <laughs> I totally
0: <Good>. forgot that. <laughs> Me yeah. too. And I was yeah.
1: like, oh, because that scene. I was like, why are they? Sitting? They're just like sitting in this scene and talking so much. And I was like, oh, these are two huge pieces of news <laughs> to remind us of for the next two episodes. I was like, so we're gonna get. The Bear Wendy well, I reconnection, so. yeah. 100% we're getting that. And then I think we're going to get Birdie is uh, Gus's mom's name, right? I think she's going to show Yeah. Wow. A uh,
0: couple of other things I wanted to mention. Uh, we should probably talk about the scene where Workaholics Soldier wakes up in a bunch oh, of yeah, kibble. Oh, yeah, wakes up in the kibble, yeah. Ever happened to you, Pete? <laughs> specifically seems like that's something that happened to you once
1: yeah, you've fallen asleep in
0: kibble before i've
2: i've i've woken up in the middle of an inflated pool but not not kibble yeah i like the way that nice. scene was that shot was staged because
0: we know that he got knocked out by the animal children but it really like the way he's sitting there it looks like he ate too much kibble and fell asleep
1: yeah yeah We've yeah. all eaten too much kibble and fallen asleep yeah. oh, in kibble, yeah. right? Rabbi. Oh, geez, did I do this Not last Not this night? again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: so that was very fun. We also didn't talk about the edible kid escape, which was very fun and cute, where by a monkey sets yeah. up a rope and gets all the kids out, and Earl Elephant's like, oh, I can pull everybody up.
2: Yeah. And then he does. Yeah. And then, uh, and then in the middle of the then big does fight, does a dramatic he, like let go move and takes out the two dudes. Drop, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Also, Jep, like really nailed a guard that was really fun to watch. Like he was, he did up. this
1: weird jumping punch that was like, yeah, oh, that would hurt so much for <laughs> yeah. both of them. Yeah.
0: Jep this is also pretty beat up. kind of <laughs> glad to get away from the zoo just because I think this is the third episode in a row where Gus has run around the zoo while a bunch of soldiers chase him
1: like a cartoon character. Yeah, yeah. so uh, still glad. We're but I, I will say on the, on that tip, I loved that Abbott catches – he, like, stops and the bus slowly passes to him and they just all, like, roast him. As <laughs> like, I was like, I was like, like what are the odds of this? Or, or yeah.
2: are they? going
1: to you him? Know? And it was played so slowly, like, Abbott could, like, get him or something, but instead they're just confident of being like, later, idiot. It's yeah. Very
0: funny. Uh, what do you think about the – Hard nosed female soldier who now seems to be Abbott's second in command, who's popped up in the last two episodes.
1: She weirdly came out of nowhere, but she had the right ideas uh, Mm -hmm. here where she was like, let's just leave, dude. We have a whole utopian society where (laughs) you remember that hard to build,
2: you know, monologue you gave us about this sweet place, Evergreen. Let's just go there, right?
1: Why do you even like this zoo? Zoos are fucked up.
0: (laughs) I'm very curious about what where we are going to end up with Abbott at the end of the season, because they've added so many different layers and directions to him in terms of feeling for him, in terms of his connection to Johnny, in terms of this female soldier being the one to be like, Hey man, let's just disengage and get over there to safety. There's Madame Zhang. There's the kids constantly beating him. So it feels like you get the rocket launcher moment where he's a badass and shooting down Rufus. Cool. And then you get, these other moments where the kids are like, bye-bye, where he's a doof. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I just wonder where we are going to end up with this character. Because- also, like,
2: sometimes he has his glasses on. Sometimes he takes them off. Like, there's a lot going on with that. Also, it was kind of weird, the back and forth, where uh, he shoots down the thing, and then she's like, you did it. And he goes, yep, I sure did. And I was just like, wow, he's this dialogue confident. is just little, like, really ju-
1: so Let cool. me ask you, Pete, the glasses thing seems to really stick in your craw. As a glasses-wearing human, do you feel like you never take yours off? And so yeah. him doing that is really unsettling to you?
2: Yeah, it's weird because, uh, you know, I don't know who he is when they're off. You know what I mean? Like, who is this other dude? You know? When
1: you look in the mirror without your glasses on, are you like, who the fuck are
2: you? No, hey! I would have to get this close to the mirror. I can't do that. I don't, yeah. Hmm. It's a blurry person in the mirror, some stranger I've never seen before. I did really Whoa. like Abbott's. Wow. I did really like Abbott's.
0: Uh, right, I think it's when he sits down on the stairs and he just goes,
1: dang it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like is Yosemite Sam. That was yeah. Well, funny.
1: it's funny you just say Yosemite Sam because I was like, he does have like Wiley Coyote energy. Yeah. Where he's like, yeah. I got to get this Roadrunner up. Huh? I missed it. <laughs> Whoops.
0: Before we finish off here, and before on. we move on to the next section, I just want to ask about the Amy thing at the end. Where do you think they're heading with it? Is she going to start sacrificing the animal children one by one to make the cure for herself to keep herself going?
1: Yeah. She'll just jam a straw into the top of their head and <laughs> suck them dry. Like a pina colada sitting poolside.
0: Uh, uh, I please, feel like son. they're going to get to Yellowstone and she's going to die and then, bear is going to return and kind of be like the mom figure for these kids right
1: wow i think that's a good call and she could slot right into that i mean i do hope they approach the question of like amy destroyed all that i think i want to get sing over there with them as well uh like if he's trying to track down gus to keep his research going that's why i feel like we might get a time dash Coming mm. into the next episode, we'll make it a little bit of it and maybe they will be in Yellowstone.
0: Or maybe Ronnie took the one cure that they had made and she's going to show up and give Amy a little more time where she doesn't have a little more time.
1: Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, but I want the, the moral thing of like, Amy, just take this. And mm-hmm. her being like, no, I refuse. Or, or what the, there's a, just a great scene there. That's a great, like, thing to have happen for them to grapple with.
2: Well, thank you for sharing us what you want to do. I want to eat this fucking candy bar. Already. Wait, I do have
0: one more question for you, though, Pete, before we move over to the candy bar. So they're heading back to Yellowstone. Do you think there's going to be a bear kid there in a shout out to Jellystone?
1: Pete? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Pete? Oh, sorry, that's a specific Pete question.
2: Yeah. What? Justin, don't answer this.
1: Yes, no, this is not.
2: I'm opening it. I'm opening this candy. All right. Let's move on. Wait, no,
1: I actually have one other thing. Like, um, and it's very apropos to what we're doing right now. When um, uh, Amy gets on the walkie at the top of the episode, she says, I'll make this quick. And I'm like, why are you in such a rush? Are you waiting to get a Nestle Crunch right after you finish this call with Abbott? Probably. But like, I feel like that's such a, a cliche Maybe thing. Her friends
2: have been torturing her for hours
1: she about it. She also makes a joke to Abbott to about
0: it. she also makes a joke to Abbott about never him probably never satisfying a woman. Which I was like, oh yeah, yeah, was, that was this is a kids show him. most of the time.
1: Yeah, I know they get that, but I just that's such a funny cliche in shows like Jeez, this. Where it's like, come I'll make this good. I know you're the worst, Pete.
0: All right. Well, I guess we've moved on to
1: the Nestle Crunch. You can portion. hear you crunching. Yes. You can't uh, eat so this I'll, in secret.
0: I'll just mention about Nestle Crunch, and I I don't remember whether I said this at the beginning of the podcast. I don't think I've ever had a full size Nestle Crunch bar. The only time I've ever had it is like Halloween, when you get a tiny little bitty sized Nestle mm. Crunch.
1: That's funny because I've only ever had giant, like um, you know those big check the novelty you, ones. Yeah, yeah. I get that's how big my candy bar. Though. Yeah. Where do you get
0: that Hershey's World?
1: Yeah, you have to win. Um, I keep winning this Hershey's contest,
0: huh? man. I forgot how good these were, man. Yeah, I mean, I generally like a crunch bar. I think they're my mom's favorite candy bar. Oh. Uh-huh. I don't know. Ooh, these even like so the pieces that you break it up in are
1: larger than a mini. Even Interesting. yeah, they're larger than uh, your Hershey chunk. I mean, mm-hmm. this is pure. It's just all about the texture. The crunch. There's mm-hmm. no additional flavor. It's just chocolate that that pops in your mouth.
2: Yeah. do we about? There's Rice Krispies in here, man. There's flavor. You tasting the rice, man? <laughs>
1: How does yeah, that rice the rice
2: taste? Yeah. You getting that rice flavor? Pete? Rice Krispies, man, they're delicious.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you eat your Rice Krispies plain? Hmm.
2: No, but if you put uh, chocolate milk in your Rice Krispies,
1: it tastes pretty good. Nice. It's pretty good. I w- I would argue that you can't taste the rice <laughs> if you are <want> adding <laughs> chocolate milk to it.
0: No, that is good. I like the texture. I feel like when you have like it just a her-
1: nice. her-
0: yeah when you have a Hershey's bar. I don't know. I mean, there's something nice about it just melting on your tongue, I guess, but it sort of feels insubstantial sometimes. So getting the rice crunch in there, I like it. It's good.
1: How do you do crisp a nice rice? Texture. How do you crisp, crisp a rice? Yeah. Is it like popping corn? I mean, looking oh at it, god. they don't look. They look like they are inflated, like popcorn. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't
0: know how you do it. We really should have looked that up. Um, yeah, this is good. I don't know that I would need an entire bar. This is too much chocolate for me. I think the really, I'm gonna skip. Stick with the mini ones. That feels like the perfect the whole thing now. I'm not gonna eat the whole thing. I'm not going to. Eat. Oh my god! Did you already finish that? Nope. You really do have a problem, Pete.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yes. really the message <laughs> of this podcast. Uh, what do you that. think
0: about this one, Justin? Because you're not a candy fan.
1: Um, I, I, candy man, candy fan. Um, mm. I like it. Uh, I mean, this is just like a good, like I said, a good chocolate bar with a little mm-hmm. bit of zang to it. But if I'm eating something where I want this texture, I would go ahead and have it be like Mr. Goodbar. Bar. Mm. Because then it has the it added has, has, flavor. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, you do get the peanuts of that. I know it was pretty derisive to the peanut M&Ms of the last episode. Oh, I will throw out, this feels like a budget version of really good uh, United Kingdom candy. Like, wow. in the United Kingdom, chocolate's better. They you more talking variety. about Disney I'm talking World? about like an Arrow or something like that. Just the chocolate, I, I don't know, the Nestle chocolate is fine to me, um but i feel like with a better chocolate and like a little more crisp or i don't know if you guys have ever had oh my god what i'm blanking what it's called the crunchy a crunchy bar have you ever had that not a nestle oh the the, the the square ones they're like a square no so it's basically it's chocolate covered honeycomb it's so good it is and it's not like why
2: don't we eat that then should we do it next episode i'll do a crunchy bar no, let's do like but, a but yeah. thousand grand or Rolos <laughs> or something. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> Pete, you're a fiend. Take five. You're, I could hear you fiending for the next episode. Yeah, yeah. you need to right. get off
0: here. Watch the next episode of Sweet Tooth. that just buy every candy. Just, I gotta say
2: options. though, like this is this was a lot. It was more delicious than I was expecting. The mm. the the kind of Rice Krispies make it a airier kind of more chewable enjoyable little uh, candy
1: mm-hmm. i wish they'd take that extra air which is wasted space and just put some rolos in there or something <laughs> oh yeah you know what i mean Wait, pete, some I, I,
0: I do have an important question though are you full now pete no oh you're still really you're still hungry after that chocolate bar it's so weird. let me
1: ask you Pete. based on your face are you happier because i would also say no
2: <laughs> oh really
1: are you see huh? are you happier
2: uh, I, I've i been dying to eat this candy like all day So yes, I am happy Did you, all day, did you savor it? No, I always forget <laughs> to do that yeah. <laughs> oh, Wow
0: Alright, well, uh, pleasantly surprised from Pete So yeah. that's good uh, so That's maybe... great,
1: and I sort of, uh, like, this is um, I, I was happy with it, I'm happy yeah. with it how, how many did you eat, how many squares? Two, and that'll be enough Yeah, same here that, that was not do what I always do. Is,
0: I was good with one,
1: but I'm gonna take this and uh, take a make a little movie of throwing it away and send it to you, Pete.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Please do. Well, that'll make listen. you happy. Yeah, you can savor everybody. that. Uh, we're getting pretty close, though, to determine the syrup cup for season two, what the best candy of the season is, as well as heading very rapidly towards the end of the season of Sweet Tooth. If you'd like to support our podcast and all the podcasts, we do patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Facebook and YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about Sweet Tooth. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Comic Book Live on Twitter, Comic Book Club Live on TikTok and Instagram, ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, the Candyman Can. Do
1: you think it was funny that Jeff had his slingshot the whole time in his pocket? That must have been <laughs> hard to carry it's around. Poke poking into him. Yeah, poking his butt.